we have not been on the air since Paul Allen passed away. And and um, love to give each of you guys a chance to to kind of share any thoughts you've got um, about that. And uh, enough time has passed. I think it's also appropriate to talk about you know what this means for the Seahawks franchise. Um, so. Uh, Evan, I don't know if you uh, want to kick us off. Um, thoughts when you know when you heard the news and and what you've been reflecting on since since that time. Yeah, obviously there's a million things you can say about Paul Allen, and 99% of them are positive, in my opinion. Um, but there's two things that really stick out to me. Number one, obviously saved the Seahawks from relocating back in the day. This was like I'm pretty sure before I was even born. So thank you, Paul Allen, for letting me you know, grow up a Seahawks fan, you know, he's obviously done so much for the city of Seattle and, and honestly the world as a whole. Um, but the one, the one thing I do want to touch upon is when you think of billionaires and really rich people, you typically don't associate the gratitude, the generosity, you know, the humility that Paul Allen had with those types of extremely rich individuals. And I think Paul Allen really set the bar for, not just rich people, but just people in general, in terms of his generosity with his time, you know, wealth, resources, all that stuff. He's, I think, somebody we can really admire and look up to. So whoever is filling his spot, whether it's his sister or, you know, Vulcan Inc. or whatever, just continuing to um, chair CenturyLink and the Seahawks, um, they have some big shoes to fill. So Paul Allen, thank you for everything. Uh, you, mean, you meant a lot to the city. Nathan, uh, where are you at on the the Paul Allen stuff and the the news? Where'd your head go? Yeah, it's you know it's always sad. Um, he was you know still relatively pretty young, and so that's always a bummer. And um, he has done a ton for the city, but it's kind of a weird one too, where um, I didn't really think about Paul Allen a whole lot. Um, he was a really, and this was I think a great thing about him as an owner is that he was really hands off. Um, you know, he would show up and raise the, the 12th man flag during the championship game. But, you know, a lot of the time we weren't thinking about Paul on or talking about Paul on. And I think that's a credit to him as an NFL owner. But now that he's passed um, with a couple of days or, you know, a little while passing by, it's kind of hard to remember that he really is gone because it didn't really seem like he was here all that much either, at least for just random fans. Um so it's a weird one. Um, and then you have to wonder, you know, kind of what happens with the team. Obviously, that's kind of a secondary thing. But he did save them from moving once. I don't think that's too big of a risk, although it was kind of terrifying when NFL owners started piping up with, well, I could never see the team moving from Seattle. Like, yeah, why would you even say that? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's sad. Um, he really did do a lot of great stuff. And so it's it's really too bad. Jeff, how about you? Uh, see, I'm not from Seattle, so I don't know the impl like the extent of how much Paul Allen affected the community. I, I've seen it from what I've read, and I was really touched by just a lot of the stuff I read and I saw. Obviously, I was really one of my favorite memories of the Seahawks was the 2005 championship game when Paul Allen did raise the flag, and just seeing you could see the crowd. You, I wasn't there; I you can just feel it on TV. That game where they just smoked Carolina. It's one of my favorite sports memories. I that game was, I think, the first time any of the teams I've ever cheered for has ever made the championship in any sport. So that game really was emotional. And Nathan brings up a good point. You don't hear a lot about the owner, but one of the first lessons I learned just from covering sports and talking to people who've been around sports is a franchise is only as good as their owner. And you look at the worst franchises in any sport, the Redskins and 
how inept the, like the New York Knicks are, or the New York Mets, and ownership is so important. Look what the Patriots did after Robert Kraft, and having stable ownership is so important. And the one thing fans don't really understand is a lot of times, like a Jerry Jones tried to convince them to draft Johnny Manziel over Zach Martin, and people have to step in. And there's just so many examples of how ownership can just dictate so much of a franchise. And what Paul did is he really gave autonomy to guys like Mike Holmgren, which wasn't always the best, but he got guys like Mike Holmgren. And he was the one with Lewicki who got Pete Carroll out of USC and realized Jim Mora wasn't working out after one year. And a lot of guys would have saw that through. And maybe because they were, you had say a cheaper owner say, Oh, we're paying this guy. I don't want to pay someone else. They were stuck with a, a lesser coach. So having a guy like Allen who was just so hands-off and really let people do their jobs is a very rare thing in sports, and it's going to be hard to replace. But, yeah, just I remember I did a story when I was still working in media on Pete Carroll and John Schneider in the Super Bowl year, and I got a chance to talk to one of the Liwickies who was the one who hired those guys, and Todd wouldn't stop raving about how good Paul Allen was and how unique he was as an owner compared to – he's bounced around so many different sports organizations and sports leagues and – she talked about how rare Paul was because he really had strong values and strong message of what, and just a guy like him is so hard to replace. I know people are getting worried about the team leaving Seattle. I work in estate planning. I would have to imagine that Paul's estate had something that would block any sale for someone who would move the team. I would have to imagine that. I don't know the exact information, but I don't think that's a concern, but obviously who replaces him is going to be a massive story surrounding this team and, how they view John Schneider and Pete Carroll going forward. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up some of the aspects that I don't think the average fan might realize where, where he an owner does have an impact. Like you mentioned the Jim Mora decision. So the CX owed Jim Mora like a boatload of cash. He got paid a bunch. And after one year, they uh, the recommendation came back to get rid of him. And he... A lot of owners would have hung on to him. We would have had another couple of years. Maybe Pete Carroll goes and coaches somewhere else instead of Seattle, and we never even have a Super Bowl here. All that stuff's totally possible. After they make the Percy Harvin deal and sign him to a big contract and trade all these picks for him, a lot of owners would not let you jettison that guy, even if he ha is having fights in the locker room and causing problems. Like, you know, on and on and on. Um, there's definitely places where Paul Allen stood out and was able to partially because um, of, you know, the wealth that he had allowed him to, to do things that maybe other owners would, would uh, hesitate at. But I also, I think I'm the only Blazers fan uh, on the podcast here. And so, uh, yeah, Evan, it's, you can talk about your fantasy team. Um, oh. I'm going to talk about a real team for a second. Um, so, uh Paul Allen was a very different owner for the Blazers. And if you talk to people in Portland, they have a very different opinion of, of Paul Allen as an owner because he absolutely meddled in every single part of the way that franchise was run from the GM to the coach to the draft. Like he was very involved with the draft. Um, you know, he had to approve every pick. Uh, you know, he loved draft day. He would buy second round picks for pure cash because the NBA works differently. And, um, you know, he just loved that. And, um, yeah, it's, it, I think there's a lot of really interesting conversation that, that probably, you know, most folks don't want to spend a lot of time hearing about, so we won't get into it here, but I think there is conversation to be had just socially about what's appropriate, you know, a billionaire giving away 
you know, a certain fraction of his wealth, is that enough? I think it's fine to have that conversation and just talk about social responsibility. I can just speak from my own personal point of view that Paul Allen, you know, he touched my life in a lot of ways that, um, you know, uh, I will always appreciate, uh, whether it's investing in keeping the Seahawks in Seattle. I was alive when those moving trucks were packed and, and the Seahawks were headed to LA, that was a done deal. And I was following that as a kid down in Oregon. And it was a hope and a prayer that something would turn around and, and he came in and, and actually was, was that and um, invested my blazers and he spent all the money that he could to make that team as good as possible. And um, he wanted them to win. That's what he cared about. He, invested in Cinerama, which I mean, even that is, you know, it's a great part of Seattle and seeing, seeing the movies there and um, invested in the arts. My sister's a professor at UW um, in microbiology and she's gotten grants from him for, for, you know, scientific research. I mean, the guy just, he invested deeply in things that I personally care about as well. So um, I'm super grateful for everything he did. And, um, as I wrote on Twitter, the nice thing is I know he knows that people were appreciative. Like he, he, he was, he was aware enough of, of, of what was going on that that was great. So it's going to be, it's going to be hard to see him move on or sorry, hard to move on without him as an owner. But um, I am really interested in, in just the mechanics. I don't think any of us have the answers of like, is this going to affect a, a Frank Clark negotiation? Who's going to approve spending X amount of guaranteed millions on Frank Clark, you know, without Paul Allen in place? Those are, those are questions. I don't know if you guys have answers to, but I, I think those are essentially right now, um, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to know where the organization has control over those decisions. 